0: Hello, guys. What is up? This is Jonathan O'Brien, your host. Welcome to the What Is Next podcast. Today, we have a very special guest on the show today, uh, Mr. Brian Russell. Um, He's going to be talking about brain cancer and his journey and everything. I mean, this is going to be very, very eye-opening for anybody that's dealing with these kind of, um, you know, diseases, problems and stuff like that. He's so brave to come on. Uh, During the show, we'll be playing some of Brian's... Songs that remind him of his parents, um, his mom and dad. Um, so like I said, guys, give it a listen. Um, we'll have Brian on very, very shortly. So welcome to the What Is Next podcast and let's get Brian Russell on the show. Brian on now very shortly. We want to connect to Brian Russell. Brian, you on the line? I am indeed. How's it going, Jonathan? How's things, man? I want to say before we even start this interview, I want to say how brave you are, Brian, coming on. Thank you so much for coming on to the What Is Next podcast. And am in your soul for the people and everybody to hear your story. Uh Brian, it's a pleasure.
1: Uh I'm delighted to do it, John. I've never opened up about my story before because I don't I'm the one that wouldn't put a dampener on someone's stage, you know that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're the one that keeps everyone with a smile on their face. Well that's it, yeah.
1: I kinda of cover up everything I'm going through.
0: Okay, Brian, for people that are coming in and they're listening right now, okay. Uh by the way guys, you can get this on Spotify. 7pm, okay, um, and you get on the card Live FM app. Can explain a bit about yourself, who you are. Look, like I've known you years and stuff like that, but for people that don't know you,
1: could you explain who you are and what we're going to be speaking about today? Well, my name is Brian, obviously. I'm from Clondalkin. I was born in Reardon, and I'm 25 years old. I will be talking about my battle with brain cancer for over the last oh. 10 years.
0: Wow. And Brian, like, speaking about this, like, like, is it difficult for you to open up now about this? Because people, when they say, when they hear the word brain tumours, like, Jesus, it's it's a no-go subject. How are
1: you feeling on that? We spoke about more, to be honest, Anna. Yeah. Uh, There should be more awareness out there. Like, I know myself, when I first found out about my brain cancer, I was at a party, and in the mm. Red Koa Hotel at the time, just going back yeah. to early 2007. On the wow. way home, now when are out and you're at a party and you want to go somewhere else to have more drinks. Yeah, yeah. So I rang a couple of, I thought they were friends, but they weren't. They know who they are, okay. but I'm not going to mention any names. Yeah, leave the names yeah, out, so yeah. So they absolutely. said, yeah, there's a party on here in Neilstone. So, okay. me... Going to Neilstown, thinking there was a still an after party. I got yeah. to the door, and only for it to be a setup that there was going to be a gang of lads outside to jump on me. I didn't notice. Jeez. So I left wow. that house in Neilstown and I got jumped on. <clears throat> um, I was at Neilstown shops, an ambulance was called for me straight up to Tala Hospital, wow. and I wouldn't stay in. They broke my nose and left me black and blue. Um, Wow. They, I wouldn't stay in for them. I thought like, oh yeah, grand, it's nothing. It's only like a broken nose whatever. So yeah. they released me. I got home and the next day it was grand. I think it was about a week or two after. I was sitting in my room. Mm-hmm. I was still living in my mother's house at the time. Yeah, I was just watching the telly. And next of all, I felt this tingling thing in my me arm. My me arm went dead. But I was saying to myself, it was wow. nothing like, you know, and it was a mad feeling. I was like stupidly I was like I hope this happens again like it was a a great feeling in the arm or whatever yeah so yeah it didn't happen again until a week after I think it was and I was sitting downstairs with my mother and my brother Michael and I said it to them and my mother was like no that doesn't sound right so that was grand
0: can you hear me bud? Hello, Brian, are you yeah,
1: still
0: there? Still there? Yeah, Yeah, sorry, it's probably the connection there. Yeah, go on, what you saying?
1: Yeah, so I was sitting in, with me brother Michael and my mom downstairs in the sitting room. Yeah. Which was, it um, happened again. And me brother just said, it's probably just uh, the way you were lying on your arm. And I was like, yeah, well, that makes sense. I could go there from that. Yeah. So it was only me sister then, Lorraine, uh, moved into a new home one night. And we all went over yeah. that night to um, help paint and all decorate for her. Yeah. And I fell onto the ground, sitting on a chair, and then fell onto the ground and took a seizure. Wow! And
0: you never would have had seizures up to that point, Brian. Ever? No, never even experienced a seizure.
1: So, and w- yeah, sorry. Go so ahead. it was that night that an ambulance was called me. And then they said I would be waiting at least a month to be a, a brain, for a brain scan. Yeah, so so yeah. my mother took me private to Charlmont Clinic and I had a, a CAT scan done. And he okay. found out there was something there that he wanted looking forward to, to this. So in 2007, I went for a biopsy in Bowmount Hospital. Now, yeah. the, the biopsy done it to find out what name this tumour was, and it's in oligodendrogloma. Wow. It's a, it's a wow. rare tumour, and it's non-curable. Jeez. So, she said they can take it out, but at the age of, I think I was 23, I would be paralysed yeah. for the rest of my life. So, oh my I didn't go ahead with it. So, they sent me to... Have radiation therapy on it, which radiation would shrink it for a while, not forever. So, okay, that was grand. I went for the radiation therapy, it did shrink it. Then, after radiation yeah. therapy, put me straight into chemotherapy. So, right. chemotherapy is just to kill uh, bad cancer cells around it. Okay, so I was happy enough. The seizures stopped, it was grand. Um, I lived on for a good ten years with that. Yeah. Um then next of all it was actually in two thousand and eighteen or oh, 2017, sorry mm-hmm. my father passed away. Sorry to hear that. And man. um it was only then I started taking seizures again. So I knew yeah. there was something up. So I got a check there, went in for another scan and it was the tumour was actually starting to grow back and being aggressive this time
0: and would that be over stress and over grieving and it all it really that could stuff? be
1: over anything Jay um, yeah, the loss of yeah. my dad yeah um, yeah absolutely Jesus so I went into full blown seizures I used to have seizures every day they were unreal yeah um, but yeah getting over my dad I went to they put me on a a waiting list to have it the operation run. I said I'll go in and Try to have the full thing removed and just take the risk, like. Yeah. So yeah, I went in. They said to me when I woke up after the operation. This is in two thousand and eighteen January. I had yeah. the operation. Yeah. And they said you were happy with it. You got the lot out, and I was just I bawled. My partner Ray was standing beside me, and he was bawling his eyes out as well. Wow.
0: Wow, and the support from your family and from Ray and, you know, your sisters and your nephews and all that. Brian, like, what's it like to have that
1: support behind you? That oh, you need that. I tell you, if I hadn't got them, I'd be gone. Yeah, absolutely. Do I have that?
0: Brian, um, sorry. I had the
1: operation done anyway, and they said you removed her yeah. all. So I was grand with that. I said, okay. do I have to go on for any more radiation or chemo? And he said, no, we haven't. It. So it's the delighted. Yeah. So then they still, like, put put you through an MRI scan every six months to check okay. on it. And I went for an MRI scan and they said, no, I don't know what they're talking about. It's still there, like, and it's starting to grow again. So they suggested Gosh, more. Now, you're not really supposed to get more than one cycle of um, radiation therapy. It's really bad for you. So they said okay. we have cancer, you. So I said, yeah, do whatever. So I went for that. Yeah, and I did eight weeks of that, yeah, and then to come out, and then I went straight back on chemotherapy. Wow. I don't, Brian, take me
0: back to the, the the moment you found out it was a tumor. How did you feel? You know, at that
1: exact moment, how did you feel when you got told? I felt out? like this is it, like tumors kill you. I'm dead, like how long I got left to live. Do you know what I'm saying, right? Jesus
0: Christ, and you're only 23, uh, was it, 23 when you found, I out? found out, yeah.
1: Wow, Jesus, you're
0: only a baby. And like I said, Brian, people might not know, but I know you years. And, you know, I was even shocked when I found out this. And I just have to say, Brian, even though you're going through all this, you're such a brave lad. You, you go on Instagram, you go on your TikToks, and you just go on like nothing is wrong. You know, you really put a smile I, on people's faces. And I, like, thank you for that, man. Look, like, I mean,
1: you're, you're an amazing character and an inspiration as well, i have to say. I have to say, I have to keep it on in my life now. I said, I told promised me, me, mother, And when I've gone through the operation, I I promised her I'm going to stay positive. My mother passed away. Yeah, at the end of that year, coming to Christmas, and I remember the day that I was. Oh, it was a horrible day. Every time I think of it. But um, I promise I'm going to stay positive, and that's why I continue on my life. I wouldn't put.
0: Do you know what? You're a credit, Brian. People would be listening to this. That would be kind of afraid to speak out and feeling like they're on their own and stuff like that. So I really, really commend you for coming on here. Brian, I'm going to play one of your songs that you like. Um, It's called Killing Me Softly. So Brian is going to stay with us. So we're going to be coming back to Brian in a few minutes. Brian, okay. that's okay. Um, I'm going to speak more about the tumour and where Brian is at at the moment and how he's getting forward in life. So we're going to play Killing Me Softly right now. And Brian, will have you back right, on a few minutes, okay? So, thank you. Bye. Yes, that's Killing Me Softly. That's directly for Brian Russell, one of his favourite songs. Uh, we're going to get Brian back on in two minutes, guys. What an eye open um, interview uh, we're having at the moment. So please stay tuned for Brian Russell right after the break. Yes, that is Killing Me Softly, one of Brian's favourite songs, guys. Right here on the What Is Next podcast. We're back with Brian. Brian, are you there? I am dude. Yeah. Brian, how's things, man? How are you feeling, Brian? Opening up about this
1: amazing, touchy subject that has been playing you for like over fifteen years of your life. How are you feeling, bud? I'm absolutely rattling here. You can hear it in my voice and everything when I'm talking. It's just, so me, well, it's, Honestly, just so, it's just so raw, like you know, and bringing it yeah. back to the first day and like all that.
0: Absolutely, I can only imagine. What I was like, now, Brian? Do you, do you think? Do you ever think in your head, maybe if I didn't go the red cow and went back to Neilstown that night, that things would be different? Do you ever think that?
1: Well, in ways I do. I always do think that, but this tumour is um, most common in men and babies. Okay. And it's the amount, the majority of people that have this tumour are from the United States. It's a very rare uh-huh. tumour. And uh... they say that you're born with the tumour, but I reckon that night set it off. Like, okay,
0: so it takes something to set it off. And Brian, like nowadays, it, what is it like? Is it still chemotherapy? Is it still hospital appointments? What, what, what is it like now, like um, years on?
1: Well, currently, I'm still on chemotherapy. Now, I'm on chemotherapy the last over a year. Yeah. Okay. And I had to ask the question: When is this uh, chemo going to stop? And they told me this is for life. So I have to stay wow. on chemotype. But I said, when will I ever get off it? And he said, if, yeah. if your tumor was to grow again, we have to take it up, take you off it. Because okay. there's nothing else we can do for you. Right. So basically, if my tumor grows, like I was basically told th- th- I'm going to be killed by the tumor. That's, wow. So oh, I was only told that like two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's just I broke down and said, like, this is it, like, you know, and I don't like to be getting depressed over it, you know. It's just Yeah. Do you know, Brian, that
0: kills me to hear that because when I see people on social media and giving it about giving out about stupid little things, you know, uh and then to see those people like going through imagine getting told this is going to kill you, this tumour that you have. And, like, you never ask for it in the first place. And, you know, you're a happy-go-lucky lad. You're a good lad. You don't cause any trouble. You're a genuine lad. You know, you're everyone's kind of friend. And it's always the good people that happens to. it. It's it's amazing. Yeah,
1: you wonder, like, how, like... Yeah. No, um, yeah, so being told that now, it always brings me back between losing my mother. Yeah. It was the worst day of my life. Uh, yeah, she was my she was... biggest supporter. You know, she made sure I was always at appointments and all, and brought me through everything.
0: That's right. Yeah, I absolutely remember that. Like, she was a gem of a lady, Brian. You know, and like I said, if anybody hasn't lost a parent and stuff, to lose two parents in such a short space of time, it's it's heartbreaking. You know, it's heartbreaking, and nobody can understand that, Brian. On top of what you're going through yourself. Yeah, true. Um, Like, I mean, you must be the strongest person out there that I know. I mean, how do you deal with grieving and, you know, going to these appointments and being told it's shrinking, it's not shrinking? You know, how do you
1: deal with all that? How do you get away from it? I just have to try my best to carry on uh, being positive. But the one thing that always comes back to me is I always do have a dream about my mother. The day my mother died, I just remember me and my sister Mel. It was coming up for yeah. Christmas, and my mother was standing at... It was like she knew she was dying. Oh, jeez. So she was standing at the back door. Now, my mother is never warm. She's always cold. And she yeah. said to me at the... She was standing at the kitchen table. You know my mother's spot on that table. John, You came yeah. in and she, you're on the spot. You're up, I over. Um, yeah. She was sitting there, and she said to me, Brian, why am I so cold? And she was shaking. And I said, mad, like, yeah, stand at the back door. That's why, like, you're shaking. The story is so cold. Yeah, it's just, like, we just let her go. And then we were going off. She wanted me and my sister to do the last bits of our Christmas shopping because my mother bought for absolutely everybody. So me yeah. and my sister were like, we'll, we'll just go to Liffy Valley. And to my mother yeah. was like, no, go away, so because we were going to the pavilions. Okay. Which is strange because it's so far away. And so my sister said, "We we'll just go up to Lippy Valley and we come back to them." And she goes, yeah. "No, go where is I gone. So she wanted us to go off as far as far as we could, so she could stay there and die. You know,
0: she, oh God, she knew she was And Brian, oh, leading up to the point, like was she sick or like leading up to before she passed? Like,
1: um, my mother was um, a diabetic. She was just really yeah. bad. She was on dialysis for a, lo- a long time, but we didn't get any signs that she was like ready to die or right? like You know? Yeah. So yeah. she said, we said to her, like, ma'am, come with us, like, come in the car and we'll bring you with us. And she's like, No, yeah. I want to stay here. Just set me up in the sitting room on the chair and throw an Emmerdale on. So oh, we got her okay. set up on the chair, comfortable and all. So we headed off. And then it was only, I'd say, about a half an hour after we got a call from my sister Linda. To say, yeah. come on, you just have to come back. My mom's dead, so we we were in the pavilions. Now we never go to the pavilions, so we don't know where the yeah, exit is, yeah. It was hard, isn't is it? Uh, yeah, it was hard, yeah. So, um, because we were not used to that, we um, yeah, we ran around trying to get out of the exit. And my sister was actually forgetting to pay for the car space, yeah. So we had to run back in, and then there was no one there to help. So... My sister was baiting down the the barrier and all to get out onto that motorway. Like we could have died, but like it was me mum at home. Like she was lying on the floor in the sitting room, dead. Like and it was, that lays over and over and over.
0: It's absolutely Jesus stuff like that, Brian. Like I like I don't mean to be cutting in here. I lost my mother as well, so I can really relate. Really yeah. I lost my father,
1: and
0: you know it's just the worst thing. It's true when the mother goes, the whole family, the rock of the family. Oh, that's it. You it's know.
1: She's definitely... Doing. Yeah, it's
0: just... You know, and this is what I mean. I can relate to it in that way, you know? No, um, definitely, yeah, definitely. I can't... You know, and I I just have to say, Brian, like, I mean, your mother and father would be so proud of you, man. I mean, you've achieved so much in your life you don't even realise. And the amount of people you're touching with your story and just just you, Brian, like, in yourself. And, you know, and Brian, not many people know this, but, like, when you came out... Um, the, the very first time like I mean the, the amount of support you got was unbelievable oh, definitely. you know and it just showed me the love people have for you man it's amazing Brian uh, we're going to play a song now speaking of your mother that reminds you of your mother if it's okay it's called Superman Um, so we're going to play that for you now guys get the t-shirts out because this is uh, this song is a tear jerker I mean, Brian we're going to yeah if that's okay please. yeah
1: no problem
0: that's it thanks a million talk in two minutes whoa this is this is getting emotional now and Brian telling a story um, Jesus about his mother passing away in the day and stuff I have to say oh I'm getting choked up now myself um I knew, I knew Doris very well and uh, what a beautiful woman and um, this is a song that reminds Brian and uh, the Russell family of uh, of their mother, uh, Doris. So I'm going to play uh, Superman. So I hope it's like this. That is Superman, guys. Um... Oh, Brian,
1: are you there? Yeah, I am indeed there.
0: Brian, this is taking its toll on me, buddy. I wasn't expecting all this. Um, I have to say, you've been very honest and raw, and, you know, like I said, I keep saying it, but you're a brave person, Brian, to be speaking about this, and even to be speaking about today, your man passed away, and, you know, it's just, I have to say, I don't know anybody else that could hold composure like you are,
1: and where do you get the strength from, Brian? Like, does is, it is run in the family? Um, my mother was always a strong person. John, I never got to my mother. Um, yeah. I visit my mother's grave as often as I can, and I just like I feel stupid, but I talk to the grave. But like people deal with it in different ways, but I talk oh, to the yeah. grave like I'm talking to my mother. So yeah. I have to carry on because I know she's looking down on me and yeah. not wanting me to give up. So I do get strength from that from visiting the grave yeah Brian we're gonna go
0: um we're gonna go off the subject for a second and I just want to ask you it's a team's going that you miss
1: that you can't do anymore yes oh definitely yes um I'm only recently had to get off a, a crutch I had to live a crutch walking around because my balance is off wherever the tumour is it knocks all your left side off all my left side is really weak and wow. it's just for walking around, like, if you just bumped into me, I'd fall over, I wouldn't be able to go back up. You know that way?
0: And it's that your nervous system, Brian, is it, is on the left side?
1: Yeah, it runs down the whole left side. And another thing that I really missed, before all this kicked off, I was training to be an Irish dance instructor. Because oh. I wanted to be an adjudicator. Okay. And for you to be an adjudicator, you had to be, like, bring someone up a level to be a champion. Of an Irish okay. dancer. So I was in that and then just this all came on and I had to just quit everything. So that was like my God. career really gone out the window.
0: Yeah. And like what what do you do, Brian, now? That was your dream. So what kind of other goals or dreams do you have now that if you know you
1: can't do that one? Well, I'd like to go back to work. I was walking for a while and then got really really sick. So I went I'm okay. sick leave, and then just I, like, I couldn't go back. I just, like, if you see me now, like, I'm physically damaged. Yeah. So I'd hope to get back to that, like, one day, but I'm just going to take it day by day. And,
0: Brian, with the tumour and stuff like that, when a force attack and stuff like that, did you have to learn how to kind of rewalk and refocus and strengthen the body again? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. See, when I woke up out of the operation, I felt grand like I could yeah. move everything but then it was a few days after I was still in the hospital for about two weeks day right. each day you'd wake up and like one of the days I woke up and I couldn't feel anything I thought it was gone but I do believe that my father was there with me I only father always came into my head the vision of him and it's just like he's telling me to, you can do it just push it
0: yeah yeah and he was a strong minded man as well he was he wouldn't say no for it, take no for an answer oh I know that
1: so, I believe you know. he got me through because every morning I like, could get movement into my arm. Yeah. You know, a little bit more every morning, but he always, the vision of him always came into my head at night time going to bed. Oh, wow. So, I believe. Lord, that.
0: Like I said, and is there any improvements now, Brian, in the body and stuff like that? Like, is, is, how's your health? Like, as in, is there any kind of hope for you? For you like,
1: um, well, I hope so. Um, The movement and all, I'm starting to get everything back. I just have to keep working on I went to I was in um I did nine weeks as an inpatient in Dunleary Rehabilitation Center. Okay, they had me running around the sports hall like as an exercise. So I was kinda like that and then I came out there and things went downhill then again. Wow. Now at the moment I'm between doing um chemotherapy, I do um physiotherapy once every once every week yet yeah. so i yeah. i'm improving that way it's all the strength i just have to work on the strength um i'm off right. the cane now i don't use the cane anymore but right it's the knee and people are like it's only um you need more physio on it but it's the actual brain that's slowing the knee from moving like the signal okay. isn't getting there quick enough to move the knee okay so if you were to see me and to see do you know when someone has a stroke and the way they left, yeah, with that leg and that that's what you, yeah. you could look at me and say you must have had a stroke without knowing it's actually not a stroke it's from the brain the brain tumor wow is. so um, yeah so it's the difference is like we're physical you get back it was only a physical thing but yeah. it's in your head the brain is controlling your knee and that so there's no signal going straight to the knee quick enough right but, um, no, I believe I'll get there. And what about, like, Brian, do you
0: have any, like, t- like special diets or, like, for vitamins and for your body? You know what I mean? Your body's not getting enough nutrients, like, steroids. Do you
1: need any of them kind of things to help the body? I was on steroids when I first had the operation. I was on them for literally a year, just to be told, yeah. like, um, they're really dangerous for your body and your bones and all. So, wow. I, um... I experienced pains in my bones and I knew then I was like, I'm getting off this. But I was eating like a pig. John, you know, <laughs> me being skinny. I had a big, I had a big moon head. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, the Chinese. <laughs> oh, I, still, I
1: love a good Chinese, yeah.
0: Oh, my, yeah, absolutely, guys. Brian, speaking about your father, if it's okay, we're going to play a song that reminds you of your father. It's called The Galway Girl, and then we're going to bring Brian on for this last segment um, of the show. Brian, like I said, you're an absolute diamond for coming on. We're going to play uh, this song, and then we're going to bring it back
1: on. All right, okay? no problem. All right. Th- thanks, Right.
0: Well, wow, the strength that man has, I mean, oh my God, lads. I mean, he has to be commending it for that. People that are listening here, guys, if you think your life is bad and you think, you know, oh God, me, poor me, poor me, listen to other people's stories that are really going through this on a daily basis. Um, We were talking about um, Brian's dad, uh, Michael, who sadly passed away also. um, Mick, this is for you and this is uh, Steve Earle, Galway Girl.
2: Hard to home. And
0: I ask you now, tell me you know what you do if her hair's black and her eyes are blue Cause That is going, girl, that is a song, uh, that the song that the of his And, you're back on, blowing how I you am, know? it, all right Uh, Brian, this must be very emotional for you, speaking about this first time ever, especially on some sort of platform where everybody can hear uh, every
1: word you're saying. Yeah, I just feel it is important to get it out there because there are people out there. I just want to say, like, if people are out there that are experienced, especially if you get pins and needles constantly, go get it checked out. And things like if your arm's found dead, headaches, go get them checked out. The main thing. Yeah. And men, men especially, they seem to be too macho to go to the hospital and get things checked out. But do believe yeah. me. Because the sooner they get it, the sooner they can catch the bad cancer.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man, because you could be like lying there like you said and your arm could go dead for no reason, but you're putting it down to lying on it or you yeah. know, you're
1: putting excuses on it. Well that's what mine was. I used to hate going to hospital. I still do, yeah. don't get me wrong. But yeah, I used to put excuses on everything. My mother would be like, no, go to the hospital. Like, no, no, no.
0: See, that's the stubbornness in you, isn't
1: it? It really is, yeah. You know, uh, Brian, do your hope? When people
0: listen to this, okay, what do you hope do you get from
1: it? Well, the awareness, like, check side effects if you experience anything. Like, you're saving a yeah. your life, basically. Like, you know, you don't want to end up like, I'm going to say me, but like I am, I'll get there one day, but as bad as I'm yeah. doing, like I can't even walk without support, you know. And yeah, just living independently, like I do a lot of things from on my own, I don't need help around that way, but yeah, it's just the weakness. On like, I go out in fear if I'm getting on a bus or getting into a car, I'm in fear that I'm going to trip and hit my head. Punch you hit your head, yeah. on, like, and that kind
0: of stopped you from even driving yourself, didn't
1: it? Yeah, it did actually i used to drive when i was younger and then yeah i found out like i had a seizure and like i saw well we don't recommend driving anymore so luckily now yeah. my partner drives so yeah we have the car there and brian tell me do
0: you know when all this came about came out? did you really find out who your true friends were then do
1: you know what i really did john i did true friends i really did like, you were, there, you, you were there from the beginning, you've, you've been to the hospital with me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I said, Brian, I couldn't believe uh, what you were going through. You know, I could only support you by going to the hospital. I could support you. I couldn't say, I understand or I know because I don't know. You know, I can only point out, be there to give the support. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, like I said, you have a great family around you. The support network is fantastic. And I have to say, you're actually one of the nicest families around, Brian. I have to say that, though. Not many families stick with each other to take a game through where uh, when people pass away and stuff. Normally, they go separate ways to kind of drift. Oh, they
1: do, yeah. Um, you know what my family are like. My mother seen you as her own son. And that's because yeah. you you didn't leave me down a, a bad road or I knew you were with me and you were into the same things I was into. You know, we were like, messing, yeah. fucking singing and dancing and all. Yeah. My mother loved it, that about you. It was mad, Brian,
0: because that's where it all kind of started. For people that don't know, like me and you kind of started in a boy band years ago. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, we used to rehearse in your house and in your shed and your ma, like, fair play to her. She, she was so supportive and then... Years later, we went and we done done um, pantomimes and all your family and all were torn up, and you know, your man, your audience, and, you know, it's just it's surreal when I think of it now, yeah. right? really. Is. You know, you a great times, it's, it's, it's absolutely. Brian, and like I said, man, you're not just a friend, you're a brother, man. You, you've been there for me uh, countless of times to my mom's passing, to my dad's passing, to you know, and and I kind of when you rang me that day after you. Your dad passed away, uh, you know, I could only be there. And then when your mother passed away, I couldn't believe I couldn't I couldn't believe the unfortunate and like, I just couldn't believe they say it goes in trees and stuff like yeah. that. You, you didn't even have time to grief your dad before your mum went, you know, it's just it's very sad. And you really do find out, Brian, in life who is really there for you and who is not, you know. Um especially when people lose like the mother or the father, you know. Yeah, like it's hard it's
1: hard enough losing your father because they're like your father is your mother's companion. Like then, when I yeah. lost my mother, that killed me. Like that really tore yeah. me apart. Like that was my whole world gone. Like she was my life. But then, well, this is it. I, many people wouldn't know, but you were kind of a mommy's boy. Oh, I was. Uh, a golden child. And yeah,
0: and so was I. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that. I mean, I think um, the mother, when the mother is there, you know. And, and like your circumstances, Brian, my mother passed suddenly as well, and you know, in the sit room and stuff like that. And we've a lot we can relate yeah. to in that way, and I think that's why we're so close um in things because we just we just get it, get each other, you know. Yeah, yeah. And when people are having a hard time, I thank you, Brian, when I'm going through my hard times because people don't see the phone calls and they don't see the text messages that uh, that the people are sending you, you know, for support and stuff like that, like.
1: Yeah, they don't see it. Like, the proof is there. Like, I have my friends. Like, the three girls, Leslie Ann, Amory, marie and Charlene, are my biggest supporters. Like, they supported me all the way through. Just like yourself. They came to the hospital and yeah. um, to visit me and bring me over what I needed. And, you know, little things yeah. like KFC and little things don't oh, yeah, to. But, like... Oh, yeah, 100%. And them. a shout-out to,
0: shout to Charlene, Leslie and Amory, uh, And your sister, Mel. Uh, yeah. Jesus, she's... As well, for you, in fairness,
1: yeah, she really is. Mel is like my taxi driver, she was, she still is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every time I see uh, on Instagram, I was up, you're eating, so, yeah. you're yeah. out. I've like, to eat all that kind of stuff, you know. Oh. Uh, and you know, brilliant to mention the girls' names because Leslie Ann and Charlene and Amory, like, they were all there for years,
1: like, yeah. And you know, this is the thing, like, they've been there to play you know, to... when we first started in place, school all the way up to three the four oh, wow. we were together.
0: That's incredible, isn't it? To still have that friendship really years is. later. Like, not just, a lot of
1: people have It's that.
0: a bond. And Brian, turning t- on a different subject here, when you first came out, were you nervous about telling your man that?
1: Oh, no. My mother, no. my mother took it the funniest. Now, um, I first came right. out to my sister Armelda and I said, <laughs> okay. like, yeah, listen, like, I'm gay. Because I was talking to <laughs> someone online for ages and I was like, I right. have to come out, like, I'm like in my 20s and I'm still not out. So I said it to me, right. my me sister Mel. Now, Mel is a big supporter of the LGBT. Yeah. And when I first Absolutely. came out, she goes, No, you're just confused. Don't be telling anyone that. Because she was afraid of what other people outside would do. Like, would yeah, the backlash. At. Yeah. So I came out to her, but she put me back in my closet. <laughs> so you went, you came out of the closet, and then you went back yeah, into the closet. She put me back in. <laughs> but it was then, it was just another night that I was like, What do I do? And everything was going through my head is like suicide thoughts I just come out. So Jesus. I remember my mother was on her own in the kitchen downstairs, but well, obviously downstairs. But yeah, I went down to her one night and I said, Listen, ma and I started crying and she started crying, she didn't know what I was up. So she hooked me yeah. and I goes, Listen, ma, I'm gay and she said, um mm-hmm. she started crying, and goes, Oh, wouldn't you don't want Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, so she started crying, saying, Buncha don't want to wear win- women's clothes. Cause my mom was so old-fashioned. That she was thinking back yeah. in the day with, when gay men were sissy and started dressing up. That's right, yeah. drag queens yeah. and kind of that. Kind of cool. So she thought that was the road I was going down. And I was like, no, I'm just gay. <laughs> That's it. But my <laughs> dad just uh, sat at the kitchen table and he just laughed. He's just like, yeah, whatever.
0: That's brilliant, man. You know, that's support. There's the support network there, you know what I mean? Because in different countries, Brian, and stuff like that, when people come out, they get disowned. The sound. You know, people don't want to know them. And they're, it's like they're, 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 you know what I mean, aliens or something. You know what I mean?
1: And the funny thing is, I remember being at my uncle's funeral and my sister Anne yeah. and Imelda had a, a bet on of me being gay. And Anne was like, no, he definitely is. And I was like, he's not gay. And then no, when I came it, out, Anne's like, I told you I won the bet no that's how... <laughs> the bet. imagine that bet on your brother if he's gay or
0: not like that's uh, my family for you like. yeah but look I have to say they've always been there for me I love, I love your family to bits you know I might not see them as much but I have to say I've, I've time for each and every one of them from the nephews yeah. to Ryan to Nadine's little lads uh, you know everyone you know they're all great and then they a whole lot of them, yeah. you know. And like I said, Brian, you need that. You need that in a family support unit, you know. No, you really
1: do. Like I'm, I'm thankful for that. Like, and I'm lucky as well. Not many people have a big family like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But Brian, do you know when it comes like to Christmas and kind of uh, Mother's Day, and it
1: is it hard going back to the house? Um, in ways like there's good memories and then there's bad memories of the house. Yeah. But even the good memories. Like kill me, cause it's bringing me back, and then I'm an emotional wreck anyway. So either yeah. I just, I just ball my eyes out, or I like come back and think happy memories in here, and still because it's bringing it yeah. all back to me. Yeah. But um, on Christmas, um, we used to always go to my mother's cause she was there. She was the host. So the host. That's right. That's right. Really, yeah. is
0: in the kitchen?
1: Every morning in the kitchen would be packed out with all the kids. Yeah. But now. Like
0: that's gone. Everyone just their own thing, you know, including myself. Yeah, it's just amazing how life really goes. You really, you know, it's memories that you hold on to. Like you, you, you do think people are gonna live forever, and then you hear somebody's at in the past, and it's just it just affects you so much, like. Yeah. You know, and like I said, Brian, you've been. I know you were nervous coming on, man. I know. You know, but you've been absolutely amazing, man. I can't thank you enough for coming on. And I hope people, when they do listen to this, that they see the real Brian, you know, not just the the smiley Brian that goes around. You're dealing with an awful lot of stuff, man. You're dealing with an awful lot of grief. It's early days on everything. And, man, you just should be commended and people should respect you. And never mind, Brian, what people think in any as- aspect. Because when you told me when you came out, I just kind of looked at you and, you're, and said, "And am what? It's your, like your friends stick to you yeah. thick and thin. You Not know? You know, your family. You yeah, know? That's my friends were always
1: there
0: for me, I have to say. hundred percent, oh, man. You were always popular. You were, you were always popular, man. Whether it was girls or fellas, they were all chasing. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> you know you. What I mean? It was them perfect boys you have. That, that got you there, you know? Stop it. Absolutely. It's true, but you're modest. You're not a big headed person at all and you know, talented, you know, and you don't talk about your talents. You just kind of you talk about other people's yeah. talents. It's crazy.
1: No, I I, you know? I don't
0: like to it, boast man. No, you never boast. Never boast, man. I mean, you got you wear the best of clothes, you've the the best iPhone, you've everything going, but you never are once throw it in people's faces and I mean, you'd even help me years ago with, with clothes. Like, you know, you were that good. You you were that good. you will be getting new clothes from the next week. And then you'd be like, but Jay, I didn't even wear them. Do you want them now? And, you know, it just shows how oh, nice the friends you're at
1: four,
0: Jay. Uh, You're amazing, man. And I love you a bits. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of heart for coming on. Um, and I'm going to see you out with this last song. I'm going to play you Raise Me Up. Um because I think um, this song uh, is just meaningful for a lot of things. Brian, thank you so much for coming on, man. Donna, I really um, appreciate am- that, okay? Yeah, no, you're amazing, man. And I hope everybody that listens to this takes a little thing away gratitude. Guys, be grateful for what you have. You know what I mean? We all go through tough times and we all go through the storm. And if anybody's gone through the storm, Brian Russell has gone through the storm. Brian, you've been an absolute gentleman. Donna, thank you so Barry much, Russell.
1: buddy. Talk to you soon. Touch no what, Bye
0: bye bye. Well, guys, I have to take a breath here. That was Brian Russell, a very, very, very good friend of mine. I know over 20 years um, and like his mom and his dad and opening up about his cancer, his uh, losing his, his mom, his dad, his family, everything. What a brave, brave individual. And I just hope people send messages of support to Brian and help him through all this times, guys. And like I said, his friends are always there for him. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, they really are. And like I said, you just, you just don't know guys. I mean, you could be talking to somebody and they have a smile on their face and all that. And like I said, Brian is not one for being like brag, bragging about stuff or anything like that. And he's suffering and silence. so I'm absolutely delighted that uh, Brian decided to, to, to do this. You know, he's amazing. And, um, just like I said, give him your support. Uh, guys, it's been a brilliant show. Uh, we're going to finish out with this song. Uh, this song is called You Raise Me Up. So we're going to finish with this. And Guys that you raised me up um, It's been an amazing show It's been emotional um, I just want to say thank you to Brian Russell For coming on um, Join us tomorrow with Danny Russo on And Wednesday night with Linda I've been Jonathan O'Brien This has been the What Is Next podcast Good night, God bless